This is the Timothy Project Podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me today again is Gretchen Mahan and Emily Barber. Uh, they lead out in our kid ministry here at Colonial Heights, and so, so thankful for them. We've been talking over the last couple episodes about kids ministry and what all that looks like from birth through even fifth grade, kind of preteen age, thinking about teaching kids, thinking about equipping leaders, and now... Uh, we talk about often here at Colonial Heights that we we believe what Scripture teaches when it gives that responsibility of discipleship in the home to the parents, to moms and dads. But we do feel like the church has a role in coming alongside them, uh, both in providing kind of uh, the tools to be good uh, disciple makers in their home, as well as both both practically and like material and in like knowledge, ways to be able to do that. So what are some of the materials that you help the parents of kids in your ministry? So like, what are some tangible things that you might actually give to parents uh, from early stages to later in life? What does that look like? Um, one thing that we give at our family commissioning, which is what would be known as baby dedication right, right. Um, is a Jesus storybook Bible. Well, we start yeah. there. It's a, that's uh is that Sally Lloyd Jones? Yes. No, no, Sally Lloyd. Sally Lloyd Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a really good way to start early and say, use quality resources yep. with your children. If you are not familiar, I'm just going to insert this. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the Jesus storybook Bible, it is probably my favorite, my family's favorite. We used that many times through, uh, probably read it six or seven times, got a new one kind of thing, a great resource, got subtitle, every story whispers the name of Jesus or something like that. And just again, great, great resource. So, yeah. Um, another resource we, we use, we've used several different ones. So this is not a specific mm-hmm. resource recommendation is something that goes along with children understanding church. Okay. So when our kids moved this year from our younger preschool mm-hmm. hallway to our older preschool hallway, these are the years we ask them to begin attending worship gatherings. Right, right. It was just, there are several books that we've used along the way, but something to help parents grab on to the idea that even though church is hard with little people, yeah. it's worth it. Um, the best resources I've seen in that, there's one called When I Go to Church. It even has a parent study right. time in the yeah. back kind of, yeah. so that you can see. Um, one thing I would say that we've done lately that has helped don't overdo the recommendations mm-hmm. parents are busy they're overwhelmed find one or two we things find to one say. or two yeah. we recommend like one thing per week and if parents need more they know where to find you yeah so make yourself available yes to be available. say that and then be available for it mm-hmm. but giving one recommendation is a good point because because there is a ton out there uh and so if you give too much it's like okay i'm gonna say no to all that right mm-hmm. What else? What about for you, Gretchen? When our kids move into K five, they get okay. um, a Following Jesus Bible. Okay. Which there's nothing magic about that, but it is um, it's ESV version, and it is what we use in all mm-hmm. of the ministry. And that is, um, is, you know, some kids already have one of those, mm-hmm. um, but we want parents to make sure that their kids have a good um, copy of Scripture and that uh, they can refer to, um, and. As silly as it sounds, we also encourage kids to 
bookmark in their Bible, mm-hmm. to use highlighters and that sort of thing. So sometimes we um, actually provide the kids with highlighters at we certain do. T- stages, right? Yes, we have them in all of the classrooms, and as we open the, the Word each week, um, if there is a, a verse that mem- we're memorizing or focusing on, we encourage kids mm-hmm. to mark in the Bible. I was talking to parents on Sunday, and I said, if you have a problem with that, they can always mark in one of our Bibles mm-hmm. here at church. But that's so that they know how to handle and sure. they feel comfortable using the word. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You you just said this, um, so I'll comment on it again. You just said you were talking with parents this past Sunday. So I have a kindergartner. Uh, I was unable to come, but my wife, I think, was there. Maybe she wasn't, but uh, would have been if some one, one of our kids was sick. We have many people at our house. But uh, um, so there was a kindergarten parent meeting. It was like uh, you, you, we have those for school, and so parents are kind of used to, hey, there's a new thing. We should go meet the teacher or whatever. But we, we provide that same kind of thing. Hey, we just want you to know what you kid, what you should expect for your kid coming into kids' ministry. We do similar things even in preschool ministry, student ministry across the board. Yeah. So um, sometimes it's a meeting, sometimes it's a letter that goes with yeah, something. Yeah, that's good. With each step, we try to equip parents. Like and that each step I just spoke of about. Area. Right? We sent an email and a letter to parents, mm-hmm. just saying, "Here's what this season looks like. Mm-hmm. Here's some tips for you." Ask us if you need more. Yeah, just yeah. And I w- I'm thinking about, again, maybe it's because I was just in a meeting yesterday with a bunch of Mississippi pastors who 80% of Mississippi Baptist pa- churches are less than 100 people. And so one of the things I would, would say to you is think about what ages of change happen at your church. So for us, it's, it's multiple levels, right? So it's when they're babies, and then when they're three, and then when they're five, and then when they're, again, when they're eight, and when they're 12, and when they're 15. And so it's like, for us, there's lots of those. But for some many of your churches that are listening, you're going to have, like, one when they come into the world. <laughs> then you're going to have another one when they start elementary school. Then you're not going to have another one till they're in maybe seventh grade. Because those are going to be your, so we might have six where you have three. That, that doesn't make us better or worse. Let's just look for what those places are in your church, those uh, milestone kind of change of life in the life of the church. And that's where you kind of, so don't get overwhelmed by, man, i got to be having uh, that many meetings or whatever. No, think about it more in regard to what it looks like at your church and, and how that might play out. Um, this this is a pastoral comment that I think uh, uh, I'm just going to encourage you. It is worth having kids, young kids, in your worship service. I've already mentioned talking about, hey, kids, but one of the ways to do that is to speak publicly that it is okay that kids are wigglers. And it is okay. It's expected. And so parents can kind of breathe a sigh of relief that, okay, they're coloring and they didn't get all of the points of the sermon and they're six. Like, did they just fail or they wiggled or they whispered or their whisper sounds a lot like this um, <laughs> and not very whisper-like. Um, but but no, those are the things. Like, we, we want that for them. So one of the things we, we even gave out this last week, right, was a uh, kind of a in every seat in the room, there was a note to parents that said, hey, like, if your kid is in here, we're glad they're here, and 
We understand that they wiggle. It's okay. Sit up front so they can see. Uh, if they have to go to the restroom, come right back. Like we, we want you in here. Uh, and then and there's a note at the bottom of that. Everybody else who doesn't have a young kid, like be patient, uh, smile at the kids. Don't growl at them because they <laughs> didn't whisper very well or because they were trying to unwrap a peppermint for 17 minutes. But like, uh, no, like let the church all see that. And pastor, I would say that, that you lead the way in that, the way you interact, respond, the way that you speak to kids in the sermon, out of the sermon, in the hallway, all of those things can even help a parent um, feel like, okay, like this wasn't a total failure. At least, uh, I mean, I I will admit my wife uh, does a lot more sitting with my kids than I do um, in the service due to my job. But uh, there, there are times that she doesn't get much of the sermon but she knows that it was there and that the kids got a point or two and she got a point or two. And so it's like, okay. Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out to, to pastors as well. Um, what are, oh yeah, were you about to say something? I was just yeah, going to add to that. I've heard feedback and seen um, a couple of post feedback from that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Parents that were like, uh, who have those young, pre- young kids um, older preschoolers or kids coming into kindergarten who are like, oh, we're welcome here. Mm. And literally some of the, that was some of the words. It is so nice to know that we're welcome. And I think that goes a long way, again, from the pulpit, but also sitting in the chair. They mm-hmm. pick it up and one of the parents took a picture of that and said, wow, I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good reminder. Um, okay, so... I would guess this is going to be all of the ways, but tell us some of the ways that you communicate with parents, right? So is there one specific way or is it like, no, we, we got to use all the different avenues. What does that look like when it's like practically, here's how I communicate whatever I need them to know to parents. Yes. All the things, all the things. (laughs) So we're talking text message, phone calls, emails, mails, uh, hallway, Yes. Go to their house, whatever it is. Yes? Yes, but one of the things we have really worked hard to do is simplify what we are good, saying. Good, good, good. So we use all those methods, but we're we're using the same information. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we have, it's called parent page here, and it's like a kidman at a glance. It's primarily an email-based, mm-hmm. um, looks like a newsletter. Yeah. We've used a lot of different formats and we find that simpler is better, Mm -hmm. but we also share that same link on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We will, if somebody needed me to print it and hand it to Mm -hmm. them, I would. So we use all the ways, but we try to use the same information. Sure. We sit together and come up with that each week. And then we, with specifics, like let's say we're having a meeting, all the ways is the answer. Mm -hmm. They're going to get every method of reminder because we, Parents are busy. Sure. They have a lot on their minds. And a Sunday meeting for kindergarten parents is going to be one of the things that gets bumped down in their brain mm-hmm. if we don't keep it in front yeah, of them. Sure. So all the ways but less content has been successful for our parents. Sure, sure. Um, what are some of the challenges in, like, I, I, this is something I, I think about um, with age-graded ministry. So often we can focus very 
it's a, like a three-legged stool that we focus on one part. And we these podcasts are addressing all the areas, right? The ministry is the kid themselves, the leader, and the parent, right? So, but but so often, man, I love kids, so I'm going to go be a children's minister, and so I'm really going to only talk to kids, right? Like, and then we don't talk to leaders, and we don't talk to parents, and so we miss the other two legs, and so we we don't necessarily fail because parents are happy that you're doing stuff, right? And so it's like, okay, this is great, but we we miss the full scope that could be. So, uh, what on that third leg, maybe even, again, as we're coming alongside parents, maybe the most important one, what, what do you see as a challenge uh, in, in training, equipping, pre- preparing parents? I think one of the things is um, having parents understand they are their primary disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to do. There, mm-hmm. you're a parent and you've got school and you've got sports and all of the things and sometimes the most important things get pushed back um, so to help parents understand we have your kids an hour and a half two hours a week max you've got them the other 166 mm. yeah. hours a week um, so I think you know and just communicate it's a challenge to communicate with them or have them receive the communication that this is what we're working on. You work on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're partnering with you. We're not, we're not the leaders of your kids' spiritual development. You are. Um, and that I say that with all due respect because I've been one of those parents mm-hmm. who has a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, so I, I think just helping them to understand their role in spiritual development of their kids is big. Yeah. And the younger the child, this applies to some children's ministry age parents as well, the more overwhelming that can feel. Yeah. So one challenge I find is just that that life stage with preschool parents is overwhelming. I think they all are. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, the survival mm-hmm. mentality of sure. parenting young children. I live in that in that survival mode myself at my own house. Mm-hmm. So one thing I have found that is a real encouragement to preschool parents, but even parents of younger elementary age kids is they're not meet them where they are Mm -hmm. and know that they're worried about dinner and bath time and packing lunches the next day. Mm -hmm. Not how long can I carve in a family devotion for a two year old that's not even going to sit still. And how am I going to. So one thing I've been trying to help our parents understand is teachable moments in the things you're already Mm -hmm. doing. Sure. Bath time has to happen, I hope, at your house regularly. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but it doesn't I got happen. two boys. It ain't an option. <laughs> no, it's not option. far past preschool, well, too. And that's where people are. Yeah. So teachable moments. And it goes back to what we said about teaching in life groups with young children. Mm-hmm. You're going to be saying something at bath time, and they're kind of a captive mm-hmm. audience. Make that the time you sure. tell them how much Jesus loves them. Don't add to your plate necessarily, mm-hmm. but... Disciple your kids. That's what yeah. it means. Sure. So take the moments that you have and use those without feeling like you have to overload your family calendar. Emily, it sounds like you just quoted Deuteronomy, right? You know, it's that's when our you first. Sit, that's it's our like <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, right? When you sit down, when you walk, when you rise, when you lay down, like when you walk in the house, when you walk out the house, when you walk by the gate, when you walk by the door. It's like this is the idea is that it's this is the normal. Uh, and so there's there's two things that come to my mind about that, or three. One, I would totally affirm, let it be the normal. Like, 
this is when we're doing bath, changing a diaper, doing the laundry, doing homework, uh, blessing the meal, eating the meal, all the things. This is just what we do, how we talk. This is the thing. Secondly, um, in regards to things like family devotion, um, I would, I would, and we we do this even currently at our house. But like, if you're already gonna read a story at bedtime, just read a Bible story instead of the little engine that could. It, that's a fine story, nothing wrong with it. But why not Daniel in the Lion's Den, <laughs> right? Like, right. if you're gonna read one, why not lean that way? Um, so, so looking for those kinds of things. It's also like a uh, take a deep breath and realize I had to really work on this as a pastor. I thought that I was family devotion was another sermon, like uh, not necessarily length, but like I had to plan for it and prepare for it. And it was like, no, no, just like keep it simple. Read a read a Bible verse, read a Bible story or, or whatever. Uh, sing a song, pray a prayer. Does it like you realize what age you got and what you can work with there? Uh, and then this goes back to even stuff that my wife has said to me in our own our own like time together in the word is, is like I would rather you be um, consistently inconsistent than consistently non-existent. Meaning it's better that you hit it on Monday and then again on Saturday that that reading of the story or that devotion then if you hit it on Monday and you miss and then you get to say like, well, I haven't done it this week. I should just start on Monday or like, no, no, no. There's like, do it. And when you think to do it again, do it again. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself with I've failed because we didn't sing three songs and have a pass the offering plate at family devotion. Right. So just, just maybe to, to put a little, Hey, parents take a, take a breath. But for, for you as leaders, there's that work to be communicating to them, helping them see that, helping them know that. What uh, We'll kind of wrap up with this. What are some resources? We've mentioned Jesus Storybook Bible. I'm now walking through. Uh, Kevin DeYoung wrote uh, The Biggest Story. I'm, I'm reading one of those stories uh, a week, or I mean a night with uh, my youngest. Uh, what, other, what other resources do you all recommend for parents? Those are great resources. I want to add just to what you just said, you want to parent out of the overflow of your own Mm -hmm. growth and your own time with the Lord. Yeah, that's good. So one thing that we've been encouraging parents is stop obsessing over what you're reading them Mm -hmm. and focus on reading yourself. Oh, that's good. And praise the Lord that he gives wisdom and discretion and all the things that we need to be able to choose resources Mm -hmm. for our children. If you're not growing yourself... yeah. You Do won't be first. helping your parents. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't disciple kids if you're not growing. That's good. So. That's good. From the overflow of the heart, the, heart, the mouth speaks. Ooh, and that's so good. we, yeah, that's, you know, and it, uh, this is an aside, but when you are learning something, you can communicate that to your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not in the same language you would to your spouse, but, you know, you can say, God is teaching me mm-hmm. uh, one simple truth that you can communicate to your kids. And, whether they understand it or not, they're hearing that my mom is talking to God too. Yeah, that's model, good. model growing yeah. and learning, and they will too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm seeing next to me this book, Theology. Uh, I have used Theology. Uh, it's it it's actually designed 
there's, there's different parts of it that can be read at different age levels. But I, I really liked the ology. There's also a CD of songs that goes with this uh, that's good. Um, I, I think about, I, I really like what y'all just said. And so I would, I would say this to pastors. Like sometimes we do, we do hit the panic button on all the stuff we've got to make sure parents are teaching their kids and so on and so forth. And I would say hone in on discipling parents to know God and know his word. And it, it will be an overflow. There is a, when we are trying to do it to check a box that we did a family devotion, we will, uh, we will sorely miss that. I, I certainly remember doing family devotions as a kid, but I remember more the, the times with my dad in the car when he was saying stuff to me or when my mom, you know, when we were learning things in the living room about, our kitchen or about whatever else. So maybe that's an encouragement too. Um, so find yourself a good devotion book if that's what you need. Uh, open up God's Word. Um, so absolutely. Anything else y'all would add? I really appreciate both you, not just being on this podcast, but in general. Uh, uh, so thankful to work alongside y'all and the gift that it is to me personally. And so uh, I hope that this has been helpful for you and even beneficial for your ministry. If you think so, please rate, review, and share it on your social media. And thank you for listening.